genre. Hello and welcome to Lord of the Rings Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze the movie The Return of the King one sticky minute at a time. I'm Cassandra Fredrickson. I'm Norman Mitchell. Um, And today we'll be talking about Minute 131, which starts with Frodo saying Smeagol and ends with Frodo looking down at his feet um, and we get the barest glimpse of some uh, skeletons. Spooky, scary skeletons. (laughs) This is, um, gross. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) the the whole minute is just, is just wet and sticky. I don't, I'm not a fan. I mean. And dark. It's good, but like, ew. This is, um, I, okay, full disclosure, I don't think I have arachnophobia, but like, I hate bugs. And. Uh, spiders are so scary maybe i do have arachnophobia right and you know that the spider's showing up in a minute here soon oh man she's lurking so you can hear like the scuttering yeah in this minute um when he's looking around for for Gollum. um ew i the okay the set is dressed wonderfully Right, and the the sound design's good. There's all these like, all these squishy sounds when Frodo's walking around, and he touches the wall, and the webbing comes Com- off with yeah. him. It it sticks to his hand. Yeah. It's sticky. What is this? Did we talk about? Um, because I have the um, the memory of a goldfish. We we talked about how this is supposed to be like pitch black darkness. Yeah, it's movie dark. Yeah, yeah. Um. So that kind of takes me out of it a little bit. The fact that, like, you know, you can we can clearly see what is happening. Yeah, but Frodo can't. I do. I do like the lighting. Um, it adds to the the spooky tension of this of this. Um, I like that he's backlit too. Like, um, it's I don't know. If it's like. There's like one spotlight somewhere and it just throws all the shadows into deeper relief. Yeah. Like where where you have a pause right now, there's just one like oval of light in the middle of the frame right. and then it just grows to pitch black all yeah. around it. Which is so, nice. So. I I dig that. Um the web looks heinous um in a good way. Like not like this. This looks fake, but like heinous and uh, I, I do not want to be stuck here. This is horrible and disgusting. Right, it's wet and sticky and dark. I, this is the worst. It's it's very upsetting. Um, God, why do we have like four weeks of this? Of just nothing of this, but of spider nonsense, like yeah. Just so much spider. So much. Who thought this was a good idea? Just all the spider. All spiders all the time. No. No. For the next little while. 
just giant spider, small people. Ugh. What is this? You will see. You, you will see. see. Yeah. <laughs> just, oh. Goes from Smeagol to Gollum in that sentence. Mm -hmm. Very, very threatening and distant. Uh, Andy Serkis talks, uh, talks about how difficult it is to sound like you're far away when you're recording on a soundstage. Mm. Just the, the difficulty of trying to get, get that to come across in a performance without too heavy of editing. Yeah, because the microphone's like right in your face. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I respect that. I'm sure that uh, it, it comes across. I'm sure there's, you know, a good amount of editing here to make it sound more distant. Right. But, you know, it's good. Well, part of that is the acting and part of that's um, like the sound mixing too, like yeah. the sound design. Yeah. Like reverb and echo and all of that. Uh, yeah. Yeah, we get more of these shots of Shelob like stalking Frodo from around corners. But we don't see her. Right. Right. We, we, we haven't seen her in the movie yet, but we know. So, okay, because it's supposed to be like dark in here. Yeah. Um, does that mean that because we can see clearly the camera is a stand in for the spider? Like the spider's got dark vision, right? So like is is it light in here because we're we're meant to be the spider? Uh, maybe that's part of it. I know that because we I know we talked about how some of the camera shots and angles were meant to evoke the the I the feel of um being Frodo something. being stalked by yeah. something, but like is is this fourth wall? Are we meant to be the fourth wall spider? Maybe the spider on the wall. That that's a good justification for the the way that it's movie dark. Yeah. I just accept movie darkness. It doesn't it doesn't break my my ability to just buy into what's happening. I think that like normally under normal circumstances if we're just casually watching this movie, yeah, I accept it. But because we're breaking it down minute by minute, I think um it throws me out of it more. Mm. Well, yeah, cuz to analyze it minute by minute, you kind of have to be outside the movie. Right. Yeah. So plus like not watching the scene all the way through just watching a minute at a time yeah it allows for some deep dives but it also kicks me my um my suspension of disbelief is um thrown out the window often when we do this minute by minute it's like a like a rickety rope suspension bridge right instead. right instead of like uh someone's got a machete on one end and like just... a steel steel frame bridge or whatever right it's not the golden <laughs> gate bridge it's the rickety rope bridge in indiana Jones. right yeah Getting chased through the jungle and someone's about to <laughs> let you ropes. have it. Yeah. <laughs> Whoops. I think the um I like the the choice that Elijah Wood makes in his little moment where he is um reflecting about Sam. Like he is like he calls out for Sam, um, and he starts crying and then he gets angry. Yeah. Um and I wanted to ask you what you thought of like this moment in particular, because I think it's really interesting. I think it's the realization that Sam was right about not trusting Gollum. I yeah. think that's what it is in this moment. It's this like inward bitterness over having turned Sam away. And then he doesn't know how to react to it any other way than to like be mad about it. Uh-huh. 
because he's not he's not equipped to deal with this kind of stress. No, that's what Sam's for. That's literally what he's for. Right. Like this. This is Frodo. As close to the breaking point as he as he's gotten to this point in in the movie. Mm -hmm. Because Frodo's not Frodo's not broken just yet. No, he's getting real close. Yes. But we've we've got about another 40 minutes before we see Frodo at his lowest point. Dude, we have another two hours of this movie. I don't know what you're talking about. 40 minutes. I mean, <laughs> an hour of it happens after the climax. Not really. It's like no. 30, it's like 30 minutes. We will have the definitive answer once we're done. It's It's got to be like six weeks after the, after the I, end. You know, I could easily just look at the... Look at the schedule. Spreadsheet, but yeah. that takes away from the authentic podcasting experience. It's it's got to be it's got to be six weeks after preparation. After what is that? <laughs> right, yeah. It it's got to be it's got to be six weeks after Mount Doom. I don't. I honestly couldn't tell you. I feel so far removed from this movie. Maybe we shouldn't have taken two months off. Right, that was a the long break. It was a rest. Give us a moment for pity's sake. Right? Oh my god. No, I, yeah, so I think that um, Frodo's reaction, like, having it be, like, sadness and remorse and then anger, specifically, is really interesting. Um, and it's just a quick flash of anger. Like, as he, right. as he steps and then he looks down, it goes away. Yeah. But there's just this flash of, like, of clearly anger. Yes, because he, like... His his brow changes, like he and kind of like snarls a little. a little. Yeah. Um. My question for you then is: Do you think that the anger stems from like the anger is actually the ring's emotional response? No, because the ring wouldn't be angry about turning Sam away. The ring wants to get rid of Sam because Sam is more. Sam is less affected and more dedicated to the destruction of the ring than Frodo is. Well, I mean, like, anger in regards to, like, Frodo having landed in this position? I mean, if the ring winds up here, Gollum... Shelob's not gonna give it to him. Oh, no, Gollum probably can sneak in and get it. How? I mean, Did he think this through? I mean, he he gets afraid. He, I think he that gets he gets afraid later in the week. Yeah, he I think um, negotiated for safe passage in and out. But I'll, I'll give you food. Yeah, like I it, a trade. Um, but I don't think that she would allow someone to go near her food. Oh, I th I think Gollum is sneaky enough that if he just waited a while, oh, like waiting, he could he could sneak back in and get the ring. Waiting till she was done. He spent five hundred years sneaking around caves. He knows what he's doing. That's true. He's very patient. Gollum is a is a patient hunter, like a cat. <laughs> Not our cat. No, our cat's a doofus. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the cat I had growing up was a patient hunter. Uh, I used to watch her spend uh, hours sitting under the bird feeder. 
literal hours. That's ambitious. Just loafed in the grass. <laughs> waiting for seeds to fall on the ground and a bird to get, like, get brave and come down to get some. Oh, no. That's smart. Or a squirrel. <laughs> but, yeah. No, because, like, so... We don't ever see Frodo get really angry unless it is under the um, influence of the ring. So that's why I was asking. Yeah, this where this anger seems to be coming from in this moment, it doesn't make sense for to me for it to come from the ring. Mm. Because this is anger about something that the ring wanted. Or is it just like just anger for this like if it is if it does stem from the ring like is the ring's only emotional response like greed and anger if this was coming from the ring i think the choice would have been made for frodo to reach for it in this moment mm. that's fair and he doesn't it, it's this is a mission forward moment for frodo yeah okay so you think it's self-directed i think it's self-directed this is a, I think this is a moment of Frodo being true to himself while he's alone. Mm -hmm. Because the ring usually creates these responses when it's able to play off the psyches of others. Right. In regards to it being in someone's possession. Yeah. But Frodo's currently alone. Well. That's probably how Bilbo spent so long with the ring. He left, he led a really solitary life. Yeah. That's how Gollum spent so long with the ring. He led a solitary life. But also I think like the ring was like dormant. Like now Sauron's more active. Yeah. That's true. But I mean we we can see the way that the ring twisted Gollum just by having it in his possession for yeah, so long. Yeah, right. Like the ring has power in and of itself separate from Sauron. Right. And a will of its own. Right. So it's to to me, I think that part of what has what made Gollum and Bilbo able to carry it so long is because they didn't have so many other people, one that knew about it mm -hmm. or that the ring could play off paranoia of them trying to take it. But the moment in Bilbo's life where he was thinking about getting rid of it and the ring was able to play paranoia over other people taking it from him, i.e. Gandalf. Right. It caused a big shift in who Bilbo was. Right. And then he seems totally fine until he sees the ring again mm -hmm. in someone else's possession. So I think the ring can only really play off people when it has some other people to play paranoia into, which is the way that that scene in Lorien in the first movie is played. With, with uh, Galadriel? No, with uh, with Frodo looking at everyone in the dark and oh, like, looking I paranoid. Oh, yeah which is clearly not what is really going on around him in that scene. Mm -hmm. But it's that's the influence of the ring making Frodo feel paranoid because the ring is is known to everyone in the fellowship. Right. So it's easy for the ring to manipulate that paranoia in Frodo. Yeah. Which is entirely different from the way that F Bilbo and Gollum carried the ring and is part of what makes Frodo uh, shown to have an inherently like sturdier nature compared to those two mm -hmm. because he lives with the ring and bears the ring through all of this when other people know that it's there right and Gollum and Bilbo don't which is why they can carry it longer why they take so long for the ring to wear them down and really take their influence I see 
I see what you're saying. That makes sense. Yeah. I just thought it was interesting because of, like, I feel like this is an outlier in Frodo's, like, emotional state over the course of these movies. Yeah, because we never... We don't really see him... Yeah, you're right. We never because see him he's angry. Because so, he's so um, either good-natured or, like, serene or, like, you know, on the verge of death. Um, <laughs> I mean, once he, once he has the ring, Frodo's default mode is repressed. Yes. Um, well, I wouldn't say repressed because, like... Well, po- post-Amonhem. Um, post yeah. His default mode is, is repressed. He's constantly trying to rein in everything because he understands yeah. the ring is affecting him and he saw what it did to Boromir. But my, my, um, like the, every time, like in two towers when him and Sam are, um, like when he, when he pulls a sword on Sam. Yeah. Fighting in the river. Yeah. That's, that's the ring. Yeah. So that's why, like, that's the angriest we see him. Yeah. So this little, um, moment i thought was an interesting choice i mean i have to believe that there is some some real anger in frodo right i mean or at the very least resentment that can be twisted to anger that's what we i think that's what we're supposed to get out of in part out of the conversation with gandalf in fellowship is that there is resentment in frodo's heart Mm -hmm. over all of this i don't know like that's that's just me like rattling around with with this now and like trying to track back different points of how frodo like seems to have felt about things yeah but yeah i I think this is the i think this is the only time we see him angry where i i don't think it's the ring okay Uh, because he's alone i think when people are are alone even with the ring they can show who they really are frodo spent so much of two towers and this movie like repressed reigning in his emotions that i think in this moment of desperation by himself this is him being true to himself. There's no one there's no one to to keep out here. Yeah. There's no one to push against to prevent from being affected by the ring. This is this is just Frodo. Cuz he doesn't know what's out there. He thinks that Smeagol is just stalking him somewhere. Right. So I think I think this is this is a moment of Frodo being true to himself in a way we haven't seen since before he got the ring. Right. Yeah. I don't know. I just thought it was interesting. Wanted to talk about it. Yeah, it's cool. It is cool. It's the the only other note I have about this uh, this minute is just about the set in general. Mm-hmm. They built this this tunnel set in the same way they built Fangorn, a bunch of smaller set pieces that they could wheel around and rearrange to make it look like a bigger, deeper system. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, it looks really. Um, it looks good. But it it's also horrifying. Yeah. <laughs> it's doing its job. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that wraps it up for today. Yep. Um, we're from the website duelinggenre.com. You know that, but whatever, it's in our notes. I gotta say it. You gotta say it every time. Mm-hmm. And we're proud to be from duelinggenre.com. Um, if you are interested in supporting us on Patreon, you can do so from the link duelinggenre.com slash support. If you're interested in supporting us on Patreon, you can access that from the link on the website, duelinggenre.com slash support. We also have an Amazon affiliate link, which is linked on every single um, uh, post of this podcast. And it's also 
on the site duelinggenre.com slash Amazon. Especially now when we can't really leave the house or we're not supposed to leave the house all that often. Um, a lot of people are shopping online, so give us some of your well, it's not even yours. It's 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 Jeff Bezos. Yeah, give us give us some of Jeff Bezos' money. Right? Yeah. <laughs> No cost, no extra cost to you. It takes like a second to click on the link. And if you use that, whenever you uh, you order on Amazon, uh, we get a little cut, which is nice. Yeah. Um, and we'll be back tomorrow to talk more about this horrifying spider cave of wonders. Uh, that's a different movie. <laughs> Stay safe. Black Lives Matter. Peace. Bye.